Hey everybody, welcome to We Need to Talk About. Uh, Kevin, the only podcast. Uh, uh, my name's Ted. <laughs> it's Rose. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm um, uh, Trevor. <laughs> Listen, I didn't sleep very well last night. I can't always be on my A-game, man. Uh, and this week, a very special guest, uh, Ev, Canadian comedian, that's fun to say, and host of Dumb Bitch Media. Oh my god, Ted, I can't believe you said Ted, that. That's so down. rude. <laughs> I'm actually allowed to say it. I got. I have a pass. I would never say that about you, Ev. We, di- <laughs> we, di- we did name our own podcast. That's okay. We knew what we were getting into. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you host one of my favorite podcasts. I love Dumb Bitch Media. And uh, I'm so happy to have uh, another Canadian on. Thank you. Uh, for this episode. I hope you actually <laughs> like it and you're not just mandated by the Canadian media to listen to at least 30% Canadian oh, no. podcasts. <laughs> it's, not ju- it's not just CanCon, although it is good <laughs> to hit that quota. No, I, I, yeah, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And apologies for, you know, making you sit through this. Uh, I don't know what you thought of it, but uh, for me, it was quite uh, an effort to get through. I had a good time. <laughs> really? I, it was nice. just boring to me. <laughs> this was not nearly as bad as some of the other stuff we've watched for this show. Oh. So I'd oh, yeah. say that for I've sure. got uh, pr- got pretty lucky on this one. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not made by Kevin Smith. So that makes it a yeah. little bit easier <laughs> to take. You just have to have him in the... Uh, the goofy dumbass friend role. We watched um, Catch and Release, a rom-com starring Jennifer Garner and Timothy Oliphant, and then Kevin Smith is in it too, along with a bunch of other people I don't really know. This at least looks and feels like a real movie, unlike something that <laughs> Kevin Smith would make. It, it, it wasn't. Does. It wasn't too much of a chore to watch. It just wasn't really particularly good. <laughs> So I'm not actually super familiar with Kevin Smith's um, oeuvre, I guess. Um, (laughs) So I'm sorry to out myself, but I know you guys have a whole podcast dedicated to it, but I can't rank (laughs) it against his his other works, but I did enjoy his performance in the movie. So as an actor, I don't take issue with him. I think he was the best performance in the movie. Not that he was particularly great, but... Just some stinkers in this one. He's better as an actor than he is as a filmmaker. Yeah. Okay. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Still not very good, but definitely better. <laughs> it's weird because this part, this part was very clearly to me written for Kevin Smith, and mm-hmm. I get the impression that they let him improvise a lot because, like, he talks exactly like he did. We just recently watched one of his like spoken word specials <laughs> from right around the same time this came out. And he talks like the same way. He's always saying, sir, yeah. calling everybody, sir. <laughs> He's always saying like, rocked it. Like I rocked this or rocked that. Like those are key Kevin phrases. So either he improvised a lot of his lines or they just like the direct or the writer just wrote it like specifically for him. Uh, I did some research, uh, you know, being a professional film scholar and discovered that, yeah, they kind of let Kevin just improvise on the set and they just captured it. And I definitely did feel that. I, I was very curious to find out from from you of uh, how much Kevin Smith, you know, because at this point in our podcast, like 
we have become so saturated with Kevin Smith uh, material. <laughs> he is so deep in my psyche that like I can't get an outsider's perspective anymore on this man. I just I watch this movie and all I can see is the man who yeah we just watched like. <laughs> four fucking hours of where he's making like homophobic jokes and like being mean to women on stage. Oh no. I just see that man. Yeah. The last thing that we watched was like pretty, it was pretty rough. Do you think, do you think Kevin improvised the part where he calls Jennifer Garner, like a dirty whore or something as, as, as a, as a playful joke. He's like, you dirty little whore. He calls her a tramp, I think. A tramp. That, yeah, a tramp. That's right. Let, that's, I guess, less harsh. He's constantly saying sir, which I'm pretty sure is something he picked up from Jason Mewes. Yeah, they both do it. In- oh, yeah. Ev, uh, Jason Mewes would be uh, Kevin Smith's uh, best friend from Clerks, who he has forced to be in like all of his movies, pretty much. Okay. Uh, have you seen Clerks? No. See, like I'm okay. completely fresh. That's like I'm his completely one fresh. You know, that's okay. like really his one film that he's known for. All the rest of them are like, I mean, Clerks is also not great, but Clerks is the one that he's definitely famous for. Uh, my my best friend and podcast co-host dated a girl who was like, I I guess. Gen, you would say she was Gen X, which would also be mm. like Kevin Kevin Smith there, mm. and she was obsessed with Clerks. Um, and oh, she was no. really, oh, wow. really <laughs> insistent on forcing Sophie to watch Clerks one and Clerks two like multiple times a year. Oh no, that's so, really wrong. Let's get this girl on the podcast. <laughs> she thought it had some real insights into like, um, <laughs> you know, working in in customer service. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should watch it and see if I agree. Oh, wow. That's crazy. No, you should watch yeah. it. Lo- I would love to talk to Laura, her, go on. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> oh, no. We wouldn't recommend that you watch any of his films. That's not the purpose of this podcast. Okay. Definitely not. I'm glad, I'm glad just... I did the right thing by not doing the research for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've t- frankly talked about his movies more than enough so i'm happy for the opportunity <laughs> to to talk about anything else yeah so so catch and release is um you know it's technically a rom-com uh i guess uh this is the only film by Susanna grant this was her one shot and i i think uh i think this film it was probably a one shot in a lot of ways because this is also the only time that I think Kevin Smith has taken this kind of a role where he's like this major uh, in a film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did not make back its budget at the box office. So I think after this, they were like, all right, Kevin Smith is not a leading man. Uh, and they took him out. But it is about a... Uh, uh, oh my god, a lady who is uh, getting married it's to a guy. It's about fishing. It's like a fishing, it's a fishing. movie, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, why the I wanted to watch it. Whatever. That's why I chose it. Because I thought it, I thought it was going to be more of a fishing movie. I knew it was going to be a rom com, but it was a little bit light on the fishing, in my opinion. I, I definitely thought it was going to be a lighter. Like I thought it was going to be more of a, you know an adventure. Like a chill time in the woods. Uh, the the premise of the film is that uh, this woman's fiance fucking dies. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a really 
tragic opening and she goes and she hangs out uh with his friends and then their friends like slowly reveal um that he was cheating on her and stuff it's like it's a whole thing and kevin smith is there uh her, and he's just kind of there for the whole her movie. fiance was a real bad guy it turns out mm-hmm. yeah it seems like a dirtbag <laughs> at first it seems like it's like not that bad like he was hiding stuff from like they're making like, like oh it's he's kind of complicated he had secrets you didn't know everything about him but the more they reveal it's like oh yeah he just had this ongoing affair for years and years <laughs> that she didn't know about oh, and they got engaged and all this shit and never talked about having a kid or like it's like oh so he's a real piece of shit and his friend who she spoiler is falling in love with uh, was helping him keep the secret all this time which i think would have be more of a damper on their relationship the fact that you know he was uh, complicit in her <laughs> shitty yeah. uh, dead fiance's deceptions <laughs> like uh, why why is she even attracted to him like besides he's hot like he's timothy first of Alfred, all he's hot. like he's not hot. hot second of all oh, really? <laughs> I don't think he's that hot. Like, I just don't think Timothy Elephant is that hot. But like in the context of the movie, uh, I think he's supposed to be. Right? Um, no. He's clearly supposed to be hot. He's supposed to be hot, yes. He's a very mid-2000s idea of what a hot guy was. He he wears those like uh, pre-ripped jeans and, and, and like uh, the, the shirts with like weird patterns on them. And he has that stupid hair. <laughs> I did love how indicative of the era all the fashion in the movie was. Oh, yeah. Bootcut jeans. Oh, yeah. We're bringing them back, folks. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys wanted to talk about Capri pants and the use of Capri pants in this movie, but um, <laughs> that was something to take Absolutely. in. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was really frustrated by the. First of all, I love watching romantic comedies. I never get to do it because I am in a heterosexual relationship. Um, <laughs> so I watch mostly like horror movies and action flicks which is also good um but so i watched this and i I felt like i was watching sports like because the whole time i was like she's gonna fucking do like i was so stoked when because i knew she's gonna hook up with this guy even though it was like the wrong guy which we can get to later she hooked up with the wrong guy for sure (laughs) actually if she was really grieving she should have made her way through the whole friend group in my opinion there there is an opening for the sequel um but (laughs) i was so frustrated by her choice like the sky was also equally slimy but like I don't know. I think she made the wrong call. And also, the worst scene in the whole movie is when she finds out that the affair was ongoing and she goes to, like, the celebratory peace garden opening or whatever. <laughs> and then she yells at him. And then they just make oh, out in the fishing God. shack. That is not <laughs> oh, that's something that a human that was, would do. Yeah. It was so no. distasteful. And I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a movie moment for when like, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh man and woman are like mad at each other and their, their passion turns sexual. But it was like, it didn't feel right at all. No. In that moment. It it was very yeah, tasteless. Yeah. She's pissed off at him about like the lies about her dead almost husband, <laughs> and he fucking pins her against the wall and starts making out with her. Like, what? Who are who are you people? Well, no, she kisses him first. Yeah, she 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 initiates the kiss, but he kind of 
Yeah. You know, he gives her the look. He's like, he's like giving yeah. her the signs. Like he wants <laughs> he's <her>. soulfully <laughs> holding her wrist to prevent yeah. her from yeah. hitting him repeatedly, <laughs> I believe. Is what Women love being manhandled like that when they're mad. They like a man to just yeah. grab them and restrain them. <laughs> yeah, I, I already really I already really don't like that trope of like the like the anger turning to making out or whatever, but in this movie especially, it just feels really yeah. weird. Uh something about it is very uncomfortable. And I found it really funny that like Timmy Oliphant, yeah, she's supposed to be falling in love with him, but most of the scenes I remember of them interacting are like her finding evidence of some shitty thing her dead fiance did, and then he's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh, buddy. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to reveal this now. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> Trying to cover it up and telling her like more lies to cover up the lies so they don't yeah. sound as bad. <laughs> like he's not a great guy i was uh i think i was very frustrated by the inevitability of them yeah. falling in love yeah because the way it all plays out is so on track with like the romantic comedy structure which like fair enough you can't complain too much about that you know what you're getting into but it's like as soon as he's introduced and he's kind of an asshole and she doesn't really like him it's like oh so that's the one that you know she's gonna fall in love with and it like it never feels justified it feels like they fall in love because like the the structure demands it yeah yeah there's no chemistry between them no. yeah, the other guy is like the most boring looking person i've ever seen in my life like Dennis? he looks like a, he i don't even remember his name i stand but the, the guy he looks like a clone of the guy from american pie jason biggs <laughs> Yes, a little I don't, bit. I don't know the different names. <laughs> yeah, he does look a little bit them. like Jason Bates. Wait, what, yeah. what was his storyline? Because I have genuinely no, I have no clue what was going on with him the whole time. His story is that he's secretly in love with yeah. Grey, and he finally okay. reveals that, and she and doesn't feel the same scene. way, and that's, and that's the end. That's like his whole yeah. arc. But then there was that scene with that one girl... What was that about? There, he, there's like this woman and then he throws a wine bottle. Yeah, his friend tries, his friends are trying to get him to do, go on a date with this girl like from his work or something who has a crush on him. And then when he gets blown off by Grey, the main character, he decides to mm -hmm. invite her over and he's gonna like make her dinner or something. But she sees a note that one of his roommates left that says, Persephone called not smart, not funny. Maybe she'll blow you. So did I completely? Yeah, so I completely leaves, missed that. She leaves. He dusts the bottle of wine on his own, and then he sees Gray and Fritz walking in together, holding hands. And then he wow. loses it. <laughs> I totally missed the whole thing with Persephone. Yeah, that sucks. What a <laughs> shitty way to treat that character. When they first brought it up, I thought it was like, wait, he's is this he's doing a bit like he's talking because I wasn't paying attention for a little bit. He's doing a bit like he's talking to to his friend who's in hell because that's where, you know, like the myth with Persephone, she's in hell. Yeah, so she doesn't get I it. I was so confused. She by doesn't that. get Kevin I, Smith's jokes about her name, and then so I guess he takes down that note when she calls, and then 
he decides to finally call her after he gets blown off by the girl of his dreams or whatever, but she sees the um, note and she leaves. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dennis really I feel deserved... like they could have just removed Dennis. Mm-mm. Dennis just deserved a last uh, scene where he at least reconciles with Persephone and they hint at the fact that he's going to be happy with her, you know? like I thought he was going to come out as gay. I actually thought that for a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, really? None of his friends? The because I hadn't, he's gay. I hadn't gotten any hint that he was like in love with Jennifer Garner. They didn't really like build up to that. I don't think that's why I thought he was gonna say to her too. I thought he was gonna say, "I'm gay." Like, yeah. <laughs> or, but then we get like the love actually moment where it's like the best friend who's secretly in love with the fiance for several uh-huh. years or whatever, which is also dread and fine. I guess they sort of lightly hint to it, but maybe they cut more out of them hinting at that earlier. But I think Dennis is better than Fritz. She should have, she should have slept with him also. But, but Dennis <laughs> is, th- but. <laughs> Sorry. But De- but Dennis is like the boring guy. That's not like he's like he's like too nice. He's not the he's not the kind of guy that Gray would really want, I think is the yeah. idea. E- she only likes though, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. You know how these women are. They only like bad boys. <laughs> Uh, I feel that yeah. um as as interesting as the romance is, we need to talk about Kevin, we need to talk, talk about the, the reason why we're we're here because I, you know, I was very worried going into this that it was just going to be a romantic comedy and then Kevin Smith was going to show up for maybe five minutes, but oh no, no. That's Kevin what I Smith, would have hoped. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith is like a main character in this. Yeah, and yeah. he basically tries to be like a Judd Apatow, like Seth Rogen uh, type of like best friend uh who, spoiler alert, uh, tries to kill himself at one point very oh, yeah. early. Everybody in has the that film. one, homie. And I thought that was going to be the focus of the rest of the movie, but then they kind of moved on and they were very quickly yeah. pissed off at him. They were, they were almost immediately like, we gotta get this guy out. I feel like this movie has like at least five different third act conflicts. Like it kind of <laughs> just keeps going and there keeps being a new little dramatic turn when it just starts to feel like, what's the point of this movie? We're just watching like the episodes of these people's lives now. Like, oh, and then another thing, bad thing happened. <laughs> uh, I really thought that like, especially certain sequences like them fly fishing it could have been completely cut out like kevin smith's whole character felt so weird and unnecessary um but uh you know ev i'm so uh refreshed to hear your point of view on this because when i was watching the movie i just could not stop thinking about the the dark presence of kevin smith like lurking (laughs) over the entire thing kept waiting for him to show up that's all i could focus on and uh, while he does give a better performance than I expected, I still despised Kevin as the goofy uh, best friend. Like his role is, I feel like in a lot of rom-coms, they have the best friend whose like entire goal is like, nobody could really find this guy attractive, yeah. right? And then like some random hot lady ends up like hooking up with him at the end. I, I've seen a lot of rom-coms. They're fun movies to watch on planes. I don't know why. <laughs> um <laughs> And then when he gets rushed to the hospital after he tried to kill himself, I like lost my mind a little bit. I was like, what the, 
<laughs> you don't do that with that character. Come on, that's not it's no. Like the, a rom com should be ninety minutes long and not have this yes. many subplots. Like they <laughs> needed to trim it down to a cool ninety, and then it would be fine. I thought all the good stuff was in the subplots, though. Like I thought the Kevin's then cut Kevin out the Smith cut out the main plot. That's right. Get rid of Jennifer Garner and just make it about the friends. Make it about Juliet Lewis. That was the yes. best part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mage Kevin Smith a stepdad. That's that could be a whole movie. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I yeah. like Kevin Smith in this movie because he reminds me of my brother. Uh which is like <laughs> which is oh, just no. funny because I didn't realize that like Uh-oh. fat, fat stoner herbal tea house coat guy was like a type of <laughs> a type of guy um but apparently it is and there was a lot of there was a lot of my oh, brother is. representation in this movie <laughs> which was cool and i also hope my brother meets a nice stripper with a child and settles down <laughs> with her <laughs> was she like no. a stripper she was a like, hand job. she was just a masseuse, she was a masseuse right yeah she was was she one that gives hand jobs or not i was yeah, not clear she was. on that um, pretty clearly implied she when she tried to give kevin one uh, yeah. but i thought that was just because he liked she liked no him. That's what I thought. Uh, no, I it says erotic listen. massage on her business card. I think the implication was mm. that she was a sex worker and she was like a little bit caricature in terms of being. Yeah. I did being not like, like a, her depiction being a at bimbo, all. But I do think they had a, a humanizing portrayal of sex yeah. workers yeah. in this movie. Like, I think at least she got to have like a happy life and it seemed like she was a pretty good mom and stuff. I thought that, that was nice. She's like a ditzy LA lady, but yes. personally, if I were uh, Jennifer Garner's shitty fiance, I would have gladly left <laughs> my boring, uptight um, fiance for my cool uh, uh, LA girlfriend who also is the mother of my child, but not really, but I think she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trevor's just Trevor's just intimidated I, by I've intelligent never found women. Jennifer Garner <laughs> to be very compelling as an actor. I find her very boring to watch. And uh, let's just like list what actresses like we think are no, hot. No, she's the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop! Stop it! You're you're trying to make it misogynistic. I'm being serious. I don't think she's that great of an actor, and her character is also written in a really boring way that's not doing her any favors. And like, I I, I don't At know. One it's point, just like. I, I don't see the appeal of this woman who's She's supposed the to be like the, the center of the yeah. world and that every that every guy's in love with kind of <laughs> At one point, um, at one point, they she's like blurts this stuff out at dinner that she never told her. Oh fiance. my god! That's and it's so like weird. I steal library books and yeah. other stuff. It's like that's not how like stealing a library book works in my. But anyway, maybe it was back then. And it then she says, me. "I love natural disasters," and I get like, upset <laughs> I get when, death when comes people along. die. Like, that is fucking yeah. psycho. What the fuck? Yeah, she's been. They've created this totally boring character. There's like nothing to her, and then all of a sudden. It's like, oh, yeah, I like it when people die in natural disasters. They cheer for the death. <laughs> it's like, oh, that does that's not like loose and fun. That makes you a fucking sicko. What's wrong with you? 
Uh, yeah, and the way that she uh, lets it out, it reminded me of the scene in Beetlejuice when they all become possessed at dinner and start singing Deo. Like, it felt <laughs> like something just took over her body and she started talking. I was so confused so by uh, uh, by that scene. Uh, I much prefer Juliette Lewis. Oh, yeah. Her saying her crazy stuff is kind of like when, if you ever watch Jeopardy, they try to come up with, like, funny, crazy, wild anecdotes to say after the first commercial <laughs> break, but they're, like, such boring, nerdy people that it's always like, oh, you thought that that was a crazy fun fact. She's like, I steal library books. It's like, whoa, you <laughs> are boring. <laughs> Uh, shout out uh, R.I.P. to uh, Alec Trebek. Canadian oh yeah, rest icon. in peace. Sorry, uh, rest in peace. He was Canadian. Yes. Damn. And oh, Ukraine. Yeah, he was, he was so smart. Ukrainian Canadian. Um, wow. wow. Also, this movie is so good. If you kind of think that Juliette Lewis's character is kind of like on a timeline from her character in Cape Fear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I just watched that lately, yeah. and I love Juliette Lewis. I was so excited when she was in this movie. Uh, more Canadian pride. I should mention that this film was mainly shot in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. That's why it looks so beautiful. And a little bit of Colorado, but mainly Vancouver. So, you know, uh, Canada is only putting out the best. Uh, I have to point out, uh, longtime fans of the show will remember, of course, that Jennifer Garner, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if she was married to Ben Affleck at this point or if they got married later, but um, apparent, but she was used to be married to Ben Affleck and, you know, Kevin's friend. And apparently she and Kevin didn't get along very well. And that was the reason All that right. Kevin and Ben kind of had a falling out. Because someone asked him, like, why don't you hang out with Ben anymore? And, she's, and he's like, his fucking wife doesn't like me. <laughs> and I think we speculated on the show in the past that, like, maybe Jennifer Garner uh, doesn't appreciate his sense of humor, him always calling her husband gay and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, Come on. But, That's just but, boys but, being but, boys. But now I realize <laughs> they were in this movie together, and it, I have to wonder if the rift started on the set here. Like, yeah. if Kevin was like really fucking annoying, and she like just hated him from the beginning. This, I, I, Probably. I whenever we talked about it in the past, I didn't realize or didn't remember that they actually starred in a movie together. So that, yeah. So uh, it could, so their uh, animosity could go back even longer than we realized. I would be very curious to find out what the behind the scenes of this were. Cause like, uh, it's not very often that you hear a celebrity like really directly be like, I don't like this person, but we do know for a fact that Jennifer Garner does not like Kevin Smith, yeah. does not want to, <laughs> <laughs> to hang so out funny. with Ben. <laughs> and she's welcome on the show anytime. If she wants to talk about her experiences her. with Kevin, uh, I saw, I'm sorry. I said, I don't think you're a good actor, but I would love to hear what you have yeah. to say about, uh, Kevin Smith. Um, w one of the moments between, uh, the two of them in the movie that I thought was like incredibly weird. It's, it's part of when she's like telling all these things that she never told her fiance. She said, she, quote made it with a girl once which is a funny way <laughs> made to say it that. with a girl um, who talks and then, like that <laughs> i don't know but and then they like they like 
because this is all close up oh, shot right. and then they go really far away so they can ADR in uh, Kevin's character saying so like were you the butch or something else but he never like his mouth doesn't match oh, that now at you're all. too so scared like, to say that bad word why would they <laughs> why would they put that in there it's not yeah. it makes no sense it was the weirdest thing that was definitely a kevin line like they brought him in to the adr session and like they he like Mm -hmm. and had him like punch it up like hey can you think of anything funny your character Uh, might say off screen mistake yeah yeah ted uh yeah you messaged that to uh the the group chat and you're totally right like his mouth absolutely is not moving while the dialogue is going on but they thought that line was just so funny (laughs) that they had to add it in they were like the movie cannot go even though it doesn't make sense when you look at the footage we have to get this kevin smith joke in it's priceless (laughs) are you the were you the butcher the bitch yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's what he said yeah yeah yeah. Which I didn't know that's how that people said that. But, yeah. that's, it's not. It's not. Really. Nobody <laughs> says that. That's not a thing. Okay. Well, it was a good very thing weird moment. 2006 was pre-tops and bottoms, I guess. <laughs> this is another running thing with Kevin, is that Kevin also has a weird and very, uh, I would say, um, angry uh, relationship with lesbians, uh, stemming yeah. back to his most... for sure. Antagonistic, stemming back to one of his fo- most famous works, Chasing Amy, uh, which uh, is very, very divisive, but centers on. Uh, Kevin Smith made Chasing Amy? Yeah, yeah, oh, that was yes. like his. Okay, I haven't his seen it. Acclaimed I just ones. Know it. <laughs> well, yeah, that, um, that, that, I. I was thinking about that when you said that your friend's like ex-girlfriend was really into Kevin Smith because I would be very very curious about how she feels about chasing Amy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, in its very bizarre uh, portrayal of of gay and bisexual women. Yeah. Uh, so in this in this version of the film, we we still get a lot of the Kevinisms coming through because it seems like he was allowed to improvise pretty much his whole character, but they are all toned down a little bit. They're all sanitized a little bit. It's PG-13, Kevin. It's PG-13. Um, so that made it um, a little bit of an easier experience to take than the unfiltered, you know, Kevin Smith writing the script himself. That's a lot to take. Yeah, if Kevin's not allowed to say, like, the P word or any of the C words, he becomes a lot <laughs> more bearable to listen to, I guess. It, it really cuts down on his uh, repertoire, so to speak. Yeah. When someone's editing him, he's a lot better. Yeah, Although, yeah, definitely. I did notice there were um, a couple of scenes, especially one where he's, like, in the kitchen with Jennifer Garner, where you can tell that, like... Um, she's not reacting to what he's saying. It's like obviously footage from some other time and they just let Kevin Smith keep on going. I'm assuming Jennifer Garner was like, you know, not going to hang around for all of Kevin Smith's uh, improv. So they just kind of like cut her out of the shot. I mean, how can you really tell with Jennifer Garner? She kind of always has that same look <laughs> on her face. No she's what. been <laughs> chopped into the scene or she, not because she's not reactive in general. <laughs> she's just always making that kind of like, like squinty face. She's like, has mm-hmm. her happy squint and her crying squint. It's, <laughs> it's kind of her one move. <laughs> She does. She looks wistful. That's how I would describe her. She looks yeah, like yeah, she's yeah, trying yeah. to see something kind of far away in the distance. She's like pensive. 
Yeah. She's looking the for her husband's in her eyes all the time. <laughs> I look I listen, can't I, she was I feel to for ben her because I also sorry. Yeah. I also look like that. Honestly, that's that's weird to me. I never got it. Uh. Ben Affleck's so hot. He's the hottest divorced guy in the world. Sorry, that's a side note. Yes, he <laughs> That's fine. It's that, not that, a side that, note. That kind of observation is welcome. It's not. We're big. We're big Ben fans on this show. Yeah, we like of, Ben. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of his? Uh, have you seen his back tat, Ev? I have. I have. What, do you th- what do you think of it? I have. I like it. Do you think you like it? Okay, cool. I, I'm just not sure if that makes him more or less hot. It makes him more divorced. His his whole no his That's whole true. essence like the the thing that makes him the sexiest is like. You guys have all obviously seen the iconic pictures of him when he's so depressed and he's just leaning oh, no. against oh, yeah. a building. Oh, love those He looks awesome. The tattoo. Yeah, those are awesome. The fact photos. that Jennifer Darner was like his ex-wife just makes it so good. Doesn't she just seem like <laughs> like an egg? Like an ex-wife. I don't know. Yes. She just has the vibe. Like her, what her personality yes. is supposed to be like, like what his friends think she's like in the movie. I think that's what she's like in real life. You know? Yeah, like they're like, I, oh, I she's so vibe. uptight. <laughs> she wears capri pants. <laughs> yeah, they don't even have to say it. I just immediately assume that she's uptight. Exactly. Uh, Ted at one point, Ted at one point asked what did her fiance even die of and i said he, he got nagged to death <laughs> <laughs> boom got her there's Woo! a lot of can we talk about there are some holes in the information that we're provided with in this sure. movie so we sort of get the sense that he dies on a fishing trip but like they never say he he drowns they say he's business partners with dennis but we never have any idea as to what kind of business they have right. together. She says at one point when they're hiking that she has to go to work, but we don't know what her job is. Like, there's so yeah. much missing information. <laughs> we don't even see a picture of her fiance, even when, and this is really conspicuous because she's looking for, she goes to the storage unit to look for pictures of him to give to Dennis for the peace garden. So we don't see what he looks like or anything. There's so many weird pieces of information the, missing. The relationship from this movie. between. Yes, the relationship between all of the friends is never even that clear to me. Like, I was never sure if Fritz, Timothy Oliphant, was, like, also friends with Dennis and Sammy, or if, like, he was, like, a separate... I so. Fr- they never really seemed like they talked or hung out much, but, yeah. I don't know, it wasn't, so, wasn't really it clear seems like- whether they were all... Whether they all even knew each other or not. <laughs> what I got was that the fiancé... Uh, Kevin Smith and um, uh, Dennis like all lived together. Yeah. Yes. And then she moved in with them because she couldn't afford the house she was supposed to live in. Yeah. Uh, with her husband. But she kept calling it Drady's room. So obviously he used to live there. Yeah. He yeah them, he right? used to live there. So yeah. She, yes. He used okay. to live there, and she moved in in his place because she couldn't afford her own place without yeah. him or something. <laughs> hooking up with your like fiance your dead fiance is <laughs> one of his best friends in his bed is like pretty it's a cool. hard yeah. dick move for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh i guess we didn't talk about what the 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 real like you know crux of this plot is which is surprisingly not 
Kevin Smith trying to kill himself, even though that seems that seems to me at least that's what I thought no, was going was to be the focus a... of the story because it happens. I mean, that's a really that serious no thing to deal. do, and it happens like twenty minutes in, and then they just forget about it. The real story <laughs> is that uh, the the dead guy, uh, Gray, his his name's fucking Gray, and then. Uh, the woman's name's Grady. I hate that. No, the woman's name is Gray, Awful. and the guy's name is Grady. Mm-hmm. Wh- whatever. The dead one. <laughs> so Grady uh, had a million dollars uh, oh, in a yeah. secret account. Yeah. And um, the the uh, million dollars is supposed to go to what appears to be his secret child. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. at the end of the film, turns out. It's not his secret child. So yeah, uh, there you yeah. go. Uh, that's that's your film it's right an, there. Another, <laughs> there's there's a bit of a, a resolution to that because even though it's not his biological kid, he was still supporting uh, him like a kid. And Jennifer Garner yeah. makes or Gray makes what I think is the morally correct decision that he should still benefit from um, his not real dad's estate. Since as far as everybody involved knew, it was, you know, like just because they don't share the same DNA doesn't mean you shouldn't get the money or whatever. Uh, they probably should have set up a trust fund or something instead of just cutting a huge <laughs> check to <laughs> to his airhead mom. Uh, but, you know, what what details? They Yeah, they cash a cashier's check for a, a million dollars, <laughs> which uh, I mean, look. Uh, I've made yeah. bad money choices before, so I can't judge. Gray maybe should have gotten some of that money. You know, it didn't have to all <laughs> yeah. go to the kid's goofy mom. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting was that a major plot point of the movie is that uh, her mother-in-law is a bitch. Like, I think that that's yeah. good in keeping with, like, the age-old <laughs> the age old trope. She's truly, like, such an evil person until the very Awful. end of the movie. They sort of redeem her. Because they have to. And, and, and like, <laughs> her redemption is like, well, I missed my son. And that, so that's why I didn't want anybody he apparently loved in his life to have anything. I wananted them all to be yeah. born and die. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. That's I sort wasn't of just it hoarding yeah. his money. <laughs> but her son was also kind of a lying, cheating piece of shit. Uh. Oh, yeah, when she blames his... Uh, his mourning fiance for him cheating on her because she says she didn't suck him off enough or whatever. Didn't satisfy. (laughs) No satisfied man goes around strewing cocktail waitresses, I believe was the quote. Right. That's true. And she tries to take the rain back. I don't know. She sucks. Very cool mom attitude. (laughs) Yeah. But then she gives a million dollars to that kid. So I guess that makes up for for it. Yeah. Mm <laughs> so what happens to Sam at the end? What happens to to Kevin Smith? Because he kind of disappears after uh, oh. he gets uh, you know molested a little bit <laughs> in his uh, massage. He becomes the he becomes a stepdad. Yeah, he lets he lets the um uh I don't remember her, uh, Maureen uh, and her son move in with him. Oh because, right, uh, yeah. Den- Dennis moved out and uh, Gray moved out, so like he has this space, and, and it's sort of it's implied that there's like a little romance between him and Maureen, mm-hmm. but they don't really uh, sh- show you much of it. 
<laughs> and presumably he's fine now after his recent suicide attempt. Uh, oh, yeah, he's cool. I think everyone, presumably he's okay. It was just, he was doing a bit. <laughs> he was just going okay. through some shit, you know? His friend was dead. Uh, he was Jeez. emotional. It happens. but uh... And he got over it by uh, finding his friend's ex-lover and uh, becoming the dad that stepped up, you know? Yeah, so two, so yeah, all, all of his friends except Dennis uh, get to fuck get to fuck one of his uh, former lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is the only one that gets left cold, gets nothing. And he didn't even get to fuck Persephone. Dennis's character arc is like it, when they're tying up all the loose ends at the the end of the movie. You know, they're like, oh, she gets her. Gray gets her love interest. Um, Kevin Smith gets, you know, to be a stepdad. Oh, the mom isn't such a bitch after all. Dennis's big move is that he just gets to grow up and move out of his roommate situation. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> D Dennis's last moment in the movie is when Gray is leaving to go after uh, Fritz. And he's just like, oh, you're really going, huh? And she's like, yep. And he's like... Okay. And she kisses him on the cheek because she's a bitch. Like, yeah, I don't awful. know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong to feel bad for Dennis in this situation? I feel like everybody You're, else. I don't well. like right. <laughs> I don't like I don't Dennis. feel bad I for don't... any of these awful characters. <laughs> they uh they are all damned in my eyes. If mm -hmm. I if I were in charge, I would at least put Maureen with Dennis. Uh, I, I do like Maureen quite a bit, but the the rest yeah. of Maureen's really the hero of this story in my You're eyes. Right. The rest yeah. of them, I don't care about. I, I think Dennis would have been a much better stepdad figure mm -hmm. to that kid than fucking Sammy, who's just Kevin Smith, who we know <laughs> is a piece of shit. So I don't trust uh, him. <laughs> Although in the movie, he was very nice to the kid. I, I yeah. did sort of like that. Becoming aspect. a stepdad is like an alter alternate path towards reproductive success for like yeah, Kevin that, Smith type guys. That. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It one, it's, it's one that doesn't require him to actually have sex, which Kevin Smith doesn't like to do, as, as we all know. Yeah. What? There's a whole, we've got a whole theory on this. It's, oh, that's... It's, <laughs> Kevin Smith doesn't have sex? It, he He's talks about a it a very sexually repressed man. He talks about fucking a lot, but our theory is that he's never actually. Had Wasn't sex. the Kevin Smith tweet the one who was like, my wife and I still one, rock yeah. each other's yeah. world? Okay. All right. Okay. That he he does that a lot. He's constantly talking about licking his wife's clit and fucking his wife and whatever. But we don't believe it. We think it's all a smokescreen. Speaking of which, uh, so we have a segment on this show every week uh, called Kevin's Receipts, where we find because of course Kevin is not just a prolific filmmaker and actor, but he also writes incessantly about himself. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, we go and we dig up some. Some good old fashioned Kevin quotes straight from the source. And during this time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when I found this, this was a very exciting night. I, I messaged Ted and Trevor uh, in all caps. Uh, for a while, Kevin Smith kept a daily blog uh, where he just like wrote about his life. And he has an entry about catch and release, oh my God. which is oh very boy. interesting. Okay. Um, so Kevin posts this article 
talking about how he's, you know, he's not an actor, you know, typically. Uh, so basically the director let him, as he say, cloak, he says, colloquialize what was on the page with his uh, own patois. What? Um, what? those are really his words. I'm patois? so sorry. <laughs> he, yeah, he said patois. Anyway, uh. so he, he's saying that he basically improvised it and then he, very obnoxiously posts all the rave reviews of Kevin Smith's amazing performances. And no. there are quite a lot of them, um, <laughs> quite a lot of fantastic praise reviews. I'm not going to read them because really the reason I'm bringing this up is that despite all of these amazing reviews, Kevin, as we know he is wont to do, cannot ignore the haters. He's unable to ignore the haters. So um, at the end of this, after posting all these wonderful reviews, he says, um, to be fair, it wasn't all I'd like to thank the Academy type <laughs> moments for our hero. A handful of naysayers dismissed my performance as a Jack Black wannabe. Um, <laughs> oh, he says... I don't think that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he brings up in particular the critic Jack Matthews in New York Daily News, who wrote, Smith, who makes movies that he occasionally appears in, plays the vulgar, kind-hearted Sam as if he were emulating John Belushi's Bluto in Animal House. And, uh, you know, Kevin is a little bit flattered by this, whatever. And But then, of course, he goes on. Just the guy is either... Fat, what is the... Well, this is what he's going into... Jack Matthews says, uh, the guy is either stuffing his face, slugging back beers, or preparing to do one or the other in almost every scene. At least Smith gives the <laughs> film a few moments of authenticity. His girth certainly matches his character's appetite. Um, and then he continues. <laughs> wow. Okay, that is just a that is just a fat phobic review. Yeah, that's right just oh, like yeah, a that, guy with an, eating, dis Kevin, an eating disorder, like doing a Tumblr-esque style post about Kevin Smith. Oh no, it, it gets it gets worse from it gets worse from here. And the reason I'm reading it is that Kevin Kevin shared this. He posted this to his like website to update his fans uh. a bit. So the review continues. Um uh, oh, and this was a different reviewer, Kyle Smith. Um, so Kevin's basically sharing any instances of like fat phobia, I guess he's experiencing. Uh, and this one says, um, one of Gray's friends is played by Kevin Smith, the clerk's director and Silent Bob creator, who this time speaks. What he ought to say is get Jenny Craig on the phone. Oh if this movie weren't shown oh in widescreen, oh you couldn't even see all of him. Oh <laughs> he thunders shit. through the house and it's striped bathrobe the size of a parachute wow which Damn, is they fucking got him really fucking awful awesome. really fucking awful shit which is like of yeah, course i, mean, I sympathize that. It, that is a really awful thing to hear but kevin puts it at the front of his website and then he says i mean how is that relevant and i'm not even personally offended here okay <laughs> Uh, he says, I'm not even personally offended here. Uh, I've been the recipient of much more creative weight barbs by far, more imaginative slingers. Uh, and <laughs> then he talks about one. for a few paragraphs about how he's um, really, really not mad. He's really, really not mad about any of these um, reviews. And uh, he insults uh, one of the critics for, for being a failed screenwriter. Uh, uh, and he mocks his movie a little bit. Uh, he starts taking some personal digs. 
And uh, yeah, uh, makes fun of one of them for having um, some show that got canceled. <laughs> uh, just starts getting very uh, personal and then ends off with saying, and check out Catch and Release this weekend if you're so Professional movie critic voice. Uh, one of the co-stars, Kevin Smith, can often be seen sitting around the house and he really sits around the house. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was literally going to fucking say that. Amazing. Those yeah. those reviews are so unnecessarily mean about his weight, but also Kevin mm -hmm. is such a little pain piggy that he can't <laughs> stop himself from finding every mean thing someone yeah. said about him and then like broadcasting it and talking about how he's not mad, but also trying to start beef yeah. with them at the same time, probably so they'll say more mean stuff about him. It's so ridiculous to like bring up somebody's weight in a movie room. Also, mm -hmm. he's literally playing yeah. he's literally playing the best friend. Like, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, like you guys the, have the never seen friend. a fat a... Fr friend in a movie before. It's yeah. like so completely irrelevant. It's like, yeah, he's a bad actor, but also he should lay off the Doritos. <laughs> like, yeah. <and laughs> not relevant. <laughs> that's why I wanted, that's why I was, I was wanting to share this is that like, on the one hand, uh, these are like awful things to say about a person. Um, and normally I would not bring this up when talking about a movie, but uh, in this case, it's also very strange because yeah, Kevin can't turn away from any insults that are made about him. Uh, he has a weird obsession with his critics that like even shows up in his movies where he'll be like, you know, showing himself beating up critics and like mm -hmm. people from uh, Ain't It Cool News and stuff like that. So there's this, I mean, everyone in this situation is gross, uh, really. <laughs> like the, the the reviewers are being gross by making these comments. And then Kevin's also just being like fucking weird by putting this on the front page of his website and then writing a lot of paragraphs about how not mad he is while taking like really personal digs at like the careers of <laughs> the people that are mocking him it's it's bad on many levels but it fits very neatly into what we know about kevin smith up to this point why doesn't he just keep strolling he doesn't know that he's fat it's okay to be upset if people say mean things about you but you know like if you're a celebrity you, you should probably just log off <laughs> well it's also know. strange that like he he knows that most people think he's amazing because he has all these quotes, which he obviously like picked out or got an assistant to pick out or something. And they go for pages like oh. people are loving him. But he <laughs> but of course, he can't ignore the like the handful of people that are getting down on him. He just can't let go of it. <laughs> but. But you know why he did that? He front loaded all the nice reviews about him just so he could flex just so he could flex on the haters. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, when you put it that way, I kind of support it. You think he put up the ones about him being fat to deflect from if there were bad <laughs> reviews about him being a shit actor? Oh, oh my gosh. Smart. That's oh actually I, gosh. I think you might be Possibly. giving him too much credit though. I don't think he's actually like that. So okay. devious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think any bad thing about him he would have gladly shared he he loves to, <laughs> to revel in in the hatred of of critics and people online yeah even in uh in that stand-up thing that we just watched of his even during those he'll talk about like critics that don't like his movies or like uh that first one we watched um 
there was a girl that got up and criticized chasing Amy uh, and she was a lesbian and Kevin was like super fucking hostile to her. <laughs> like he doesn't handle criticism yeah. very well, um, despite the fact that he also plays this like, oh, I'm just a but lovable loser kind of guy. Well, because he thinks he does. He thinks that he's like a very humble and self-effacing kind of guy. <laughs> He's also Catholic, which I think is important to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, <laughs> a struggling part, Catholic. <laughs> that's why he loves the abuse of the critics and he the needs shame. to hyper-focus yeah, yeah. hyper on it and rate himself yeah. Yeah. for shame the pig. metaphorical coals of his haters. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> the self-flagellation, yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, the, the weird sexual stuff. But thankfully, that, that wasn't in this movie. Yeah, there's a, a thing. There's too much fucking in this movie for me personally. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't even. I covered my eyes when Dre and Friends have sex. <laughs> it was very I, I awkward. Was so, fucking. I just, but I could tell they were having yeah. sets based on like kind yeah. of the colors of the screen and the music <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> It kind of looked like a parody or something. Like, kind of looked like a parody of a romantic film at that point. <laughs> uh, just re- re- a really specific kind uh, of sex scene. <laughs> that oh, actually, that reminds me. I was thinking that in um, in the scenes with Kevin Smith when he's talking to like Jennifer Garner or whatever, it feels so tonally weird because Kevin is just talking like Kevin Smith while everyone else is talking like they're in a movie. <laughs> that I felt like. It was, I don't know if anyone remember that MTV Movie Awards used to do like edits where they would put like, oh, it's Jack Black, but he's in Spider-Man <laughs> or like it's Will Ferrell and he's in The Matrix 2. Uh, this felt like someone took a Jennifer Garner movie and did that with Kevin Smith, just like <laughs> clipped him into it and was like, oh, geez, it's the funny, uh, funny Silent Bob guy and he's in a rom-com. <laughs> Yeah, uh, overall, I'd say if this movie were a fish, I would toss it right back. Uh, (laughs) Not taking this one home for supper. I thought the the metaphor was a little bit limping, you know, the the whole whole catch and release fishing, the title, I'm not sure. It's about some sort of like Buddhist type detachment, I guess, where, you know, she got attached to her whole life and then it was ripped away from her and then she had to learn to like relax or whatever. Is that what it's about? In her opening, <laughs> in her opening uh, voiceover so. thing, she's talking about her husband going on a fishing trip and saying that like she sounded like a nagging fishwife. Is that did Classic. I hear that right? Is <laughs> is fishwife a real thing? I have never heard <laughs> yeah, of a fish. like the yeah, fisherman's okay, wife. Yeah, okay. I need to check in. Yeah. Rose is my my Fish fellow life. Canadian. You are you are aware of this expression, correct? I think fish, yeah, I think fishwife. That that sounds oh, like a real okay. thing. Okay, you're like, dinner's ready. That's like a fish or, you know, like you hollering oh, at your okay. kids to come in when the lights turn on or whatever. <laughs> you're like, get I, in I've, the house. That's like I've a fishwife. I've never fish heard that, but I believe you. <laughs> Some good old uh, Atlantic culture. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought maybe it was just trying to work in the like fish the fish metaphor like I don't, I don't know it was a little heavy-handed but but yes it is a real expression <laughs> okay 
Uh, the last the last thing I want to note is that um, a weird little synchronicity with this film and uh, a film that we'll probably talk about at some point, um, Goodwill Hunting, uh, is that Kevin also gets a uh, "It's Not Your Fault" moment in this. Mm-hmm. Oh my do you rem- god! Do you remember that? Like Jennifer Garner yes. literally says that line to him, and I was like, "Is this Kevin trying to get his own little Matt Damon moment?" <laughs> is that when she like gets in bed with him? Cause, cause that's this is I think when uh he tried to kill himself he's in the hospital and he's like I just like what if I told him we didn't have to go fishing and we could have just like played PlayStation oh, excuse me he said right. rocked some PlayStation <laughs> which is a really cool way to say we could have rocked games. some PlayStation oh. <laughs> rocked so cool. it yeah and then and then she's like oh Sammy no and then she like pushes him over in his hospital bed and gets in there and cuddles with him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She's too familiar with all of them. I bet the critics loved that one. There's barely any room left in the hospital bed. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Apparently since they hate each other, but it, it seems to me like they had the most chemistry of any character in the film, like her and Kevin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think this movie yeah, well, relies a little know. bit too much on the whole, like, uh, one hot girl it like one nerdy guy starts dating a hot girl and then all of his friends secretly want to fuck her sort of thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think she enjoys it a little bit too much, you know, in this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's oh, normal God. to sidle up into a hospital bed with your dead fiance's weird stoner friend. <laughs> I thought maybe they were going to start a, a polycule or yeah. something like a grieving polycule. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes when you throw out your your fishnet, uh, you end up catching more uh, fish than you than you bargained for. That's you right. Know, that's, that's what they say. There's always they say. more fish in the sea when your fiance dies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, I think we have to wrap up now because Ted, you're you're heading out, eh? Yeah, I gotta I gotta go to work. Gotta provide for the podcast. Let me uh, real quick. I have. I have a, we have one new patron to shout out. Uh, we have a Juan who just signed up for the Patreon. Thank you so much, Juan. Uh, you, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash we need to talk about Kevin. We just released another episode of our very cool uh, premium Batman podcast, Batman Be Gone. Uh, that's patreon.com slash we need to talk about Kevin. Check it out. Yeah, uh, uh, go listen to Dumb Bitch Media. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm letting myself say it as much as I can until I'm not allowed. Do you have anything else to plug? No, not really. Uh, feel free to check out my podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to watch um, Catch and Release. Um, I will actually, I will, I am actually feeling inspired to also watch Dead Well Hunting and Chasing Amy now. So I'll do that and then listen to your episodes yeah. about it afterwards. Well, don't watch Chasing Amy. You can just listen to the episode. It's not episode. very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're our right, first thank you guest. so much. You're our first guest to be grateful that they got to watch the movie we talked about. So oh, I, I'll watch anything. I don't care. I don't respect myself for my time. So <laughs> maybe that's how you screwed up with <laughs> Clearly your we don't guests. either because we do this fucking podcast. <laughs> but uh, I believe yeah. Kurt thanked us right. for Southland Tales, which was somehow a good movie. Oh, that we that's also right. Watched yeah. The podcast. That's so, but true. still, too, like we're, we're getting there. For season one, we had zero people <laughs> thankful to watch any of this garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Ev. It was a lot of fun. 
All right. Yeah. yeah thank you so okay, much. Okay. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to hit stop. Is that cool? Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye. 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 Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh